Welcome to the Library Love Fest podcast. I'm Virginia Stanley. And I'm Lainey Mays. We are the library marketing team at HarperCollins Publishers. Join us every week as we present buzzworthy books through author interviews, conversations with editors, and expert opinions from librarians like you. Enjoy the show. Book Buzz, HarperCollins Book Buzz. Check it out. Book Buzz, HarperCollins Book Buzz. Brought to you by Library Love Fest. Hi, it's Lainey. Welcome back to the Library Love Fest podcast. Back in September, we had a wonderful conversation with Lisa Harding, author of Bright Burning Things, the American debut of an acclaimed Irish writer's novel about a mother struggling with alcoholism and trying to keep from losing her young son. This book is so powerful, raw, heart-rending, poignant, and hopeful. We love this book and the author, and we really hope you enjoy these clips from our Facebook Live interview with Lisa. If you want to hear the full interview, go to our Facebook page or see our show notes below. Enjoy. Lisa Harding, we are so honored to have you on today. We have been so looking forward to talking to you about your book, Bright Burning Things, which has just wrapped itself around our hearts. It is, it is, a, um, it is a powerful and raw and authentic and uh, heart-filled book that uh, I, I don't know. I, I haven't spoken to somebody yet who hasn't read it and just gone, oh my God. So back up and do a brief bio and we'll intro and then we'll, we'll, we'll talk about this amazing novel. So you, writer, actress, playwright, um, uh, you received your uh, Master's of Philosophy uh, in creative writing from Trinity College, uh, Dublin in 2014. Your short stories have been published in the Dublin Review. Uh, your first novel, Harvesting, uh, won the 2018 Kate O'Brien Award and was shortlisted for an Irish Book Award and the Kerry Group Irish Novel of the Year. Um, uh, that book was not published by HarperCollins, but I can't wait to talk to you about that book too. Um, and uh, your your debut, your American debut, Bright Burning Things, which we are publishing in, uh, goes on sale in December of 2021, is um, this powerful, um, uh, visceral, tender, brave portrait of addiction, recovery, and motherhood. Um, there is so much to unpack in this book. These characters are so fully fleshed out. There's so much heart in this book. And um, Lisa, thank you so, so much for, for uh, joining us today to talk about Bright Burning Things. Mm, thank you so much for having me because I, I absolutely adore watching you guys. Um, I was just saying I loved the Willie Lawton interview there recently. Um, but yeah, thank you. It's a real honor to be here. From Dublin. Um, from Dublin. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> so Bright Burning Things has received great acclaim. Library Journal has given it a starred review. Um, the Guardian loved it. Publishers Weekly gave it a starred review. It said this unflinching portrait of a troubled, tender soul takes readers to the depths of the human heart. Um, 
Library Journal Stodd Review said, through Harding's realistic writing, one feels the profound desperation and pain of addiction. Readers won't soon forget this viscerally raw immersion into addiction. There's one other quote I'd like to read, which I have been reading because I absolutely love this quote so much because she uses a word that I have used to describe this book. This is Lisa Tadeo, author of Three Women. She says, on every page, there are little shimmering bombs like room where parenthood is at once your jail and your salvation it is almost claustrophobic but in the most glorious way that it's that was the most extraordinary thing for me to receive because i adore lisa today i thought three women was extraordinary and room room is one of my favorite novels of all time so to get both of them in the same day was a little overwhelming but wonderful absolutely wonderful yeah, I bet. So um, can you just talk a little bit about the main character and um, yeah, what you want readers to know about her? It's hard to okay. talk about this book yeah. and not ruin it. So yeah, I, I know. No, but in brief, Sonia is an Irish actress. I was an actress for years, a former actress or a thwarted actress, if you like. Um, so highly charged woman who has an addictive personality and latches on to anything. And at the time we meet her, I mean, men, attention, her little boy, actually, it's quite an addictive motherhood bond. Um, so everything with her is intense. She feels too much and she finds it very difficult to manage those impulses. So I think the, um, the, the, the thing about her addiction at the time we meet her is it's absolutely, she is now full-blown alcoholic because I think, you know, as, as an actress, and I know this, you get very high on attention, you can go, you know, you, you fly off. Ruby Wax has written brilliantly about that particular addiction and, and then how it flies around, you know, look, the, looking for attention, kind of getting out of your skin, you know. And when that's gone, she picks up the bottle to try to recreate that high and then to try to soothe herself. But she is addictive and this takes hold of her. So the time we meet her, it's very dangerous for her and her little boy. And she's at a point of mania and she's at a point where, where there has to be intervention or the little boy is in danger. So does that kind of. Yeah. And then we we follow her through. We do go through a three month stint in rehab, but it's not a classic tale of recovery. Is it ever? I don't know. I mean, it's never smooth sailing, is it? It's but certainly there is hope, there is magic, there is a spiritual connection, there is, you know, there's possibility, I think, for her and her little boy and her rescue dog, who's sorry, he's a huge character in the novel and she treats as another little boy. So yeah, there's a lot of love. She kind of suffers with a surfeit of love, I think. Yes. I, I agree with you. We talked about this and said it's I feel it's sort of like a love story on a lot of on a lot of levels. Yeah. She has a lot of love to give, but she is all over the place. Yeah. She's got a lot of trauma as well in her past life that she hasn't faced. And um when you put down something like acting, and I know this personally, you you're filled with a void. And all that stuff can kind of hit you. And I think it's interesting with COVID because I have a lot of friends who are performers, singers, songwriters, actors, performers, and they've all said that, you know, I think a lot of us that are drawn to that world are running, running from something. A lot of us, not everybody, but, you know, and channeling it. And it's a wonderful way to release stuff. But when that's gone as an outlet, you're faced with 
this void and this, you know, all the stuff from her past comes up. That happens in recovery for a lot of people when they're that's, forced to sit still. Yeah, that's funny. That's the word I was thinking of is release, because if you if you're so supercharged and you you're you know, you're that's your um, when the light is on you, mm. you know, and that is that's your jam. And that's what's going, you know, that's what feeds your soul. Yes, but not not an easy life. And so not an easy profession, certainly now, too. Um, mm. But then you've you've made this switch. And I wonder what that switch is like, you know, from mm. going from the performing arts to the written mm. arts. So as a human being, I think, well, I really channeled that into Sonia, my character. Uh, it's really difficult. But OK, for me personally, it was a positive choice because I knew I could write. I had written plays and I had discovered that I had this voice and I thought actually my career wasn't going the way I wanted to go. Uh, you know, who's does? I wasn't Kate, you know, Kate Winslet or Kate Blanchett or, you know, it wasn't happening that way. And I was doing things that was really frustrating me. I was speaking lines that I didn't believe in, new, new writing. And I thought I can do this. So for me, I'm very lucky because I have another outlet, but I think, but I know that it's lethal if you put it down and there's nowhere to put it. And that's what my character, Sonia, it's lethal for her because she's nowhere to put it. It's an incredible charge, that performance high. Right. Hmm. Uh, can you, lady, and jump in whenever you want, lady, because I'm just going to babble like a brook. <laughs> I was like, well, since we're talking about recovery, can you, we were talking a little bit before I didn't know like mm. in Ireland, especially like what those programs are like. And can you talk about that program and any, I don't want to say research, but like anything, you know, you knew about that going in or things you had to learn while you were writing. Yeah, no, I didn't have to do any research because um, somebody I love is somebody who's very close to me in my life has been in and out of this particular place. And in Ireland, we don't have state free rehab we have rehab run by religious institutions they're wonderful they literally pick people off the street you know they, they they will pick people coming out of prison but it's all run by religious institutions in ireland that's catholic um or we have christian but where this particular person um has been is is catholic and i struggled with it because not everybody first of all is catholic we all know about the 12 steps and it talks a lot about god and i um, the person who's very close to me really struggled with this one size fits all approach to recovery. So I thought that was really interesting. It's like putting this highly charged, highly intelligent, highly kind of articulate woman into this environment where she's being told there's only one way. So, you know, really often addiction, as everybody who knows who's dealt with it, and so many people have in various forms, it's it's a dual diagnosis, isn't it? It's never just alcoholism. There's always something underneath. And I've done loads of, in my own life, because it's touched me, it's formed me, actually. You know, there's lots of studies around trauma. And I don't know if you guys know Gabor Mate, but I'm interested in his approach. It's a different approach. But I do, I think there's something beautiful about the 12 steps too. And I think if somebody can find that spiritual connection, then it can, it can actually kind of help fill that. I guess it's a hole inside, isn't it? Um, but the, you know, I, I questioned it too. I didn't fully kind of lean into it. I think, I think there was no psychiatric assessment in these places. There's no actual um, trained psychologists. All of the people that counsel are 12 step 
advocates, they've gone through the programme. And in the book, there's an issue with boundaries, as we know, with one of the councillors. And that happens. And that's an absolute violation of trust, where a man, you know, she's, I think Sonia is a very attractive young woman and um, she's vulnerable and she's grappling with her recovery and he comes into her life and he, he senses her vulnerability and how much of that is conscious or not, I don't know, because he's in recovery. But, you know, it's a dangerous situation when you have two recovered people put together like that. And his role was to hold her in recovery and he actually violated that boundary. Now, I've seen that happen. I honestly thought that that was a, a fantasy. Oh yeah, well. When I was reading, I'm like, oh, she's 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 fantasizing that. Yeah, oh, this yeah. is actually happening. Yeah, it's really. I, I think that's one of the things that um, one of the many reasons um that I I feel that this book has such a just this real true different authentic ring to it because you're not doing this 12-step thing you are but it's like it's really kind of going around you know and you and and um and the way that they interact with each other it's not it doesn't seem structured in the way that would be here and i you know what i mean and i and i and i just think chaotic actually it is it is chaotic but it's also what that they would that's what she would expect Hard to talk about this. People are going, what are they talking about? You've got to pick this book up because there's so much, um, I don't know, there's there's this love for this boy that is, she loves this child so much, too much at one mm-hmm. point. It's just like, you're going to suffocate this kid with love, mm-hmm. you know? And, um, but she, she can't seem to fill this other void in her life. And as you mm-hmm. go on and you learn about her, you know, her, see her relationship with her father. And you look at these glimpses mm. into her life. You think, oh, okay, this is, this mm. is coming together here, you know, but she's a great character. She's funny and she's badass and she's sassy mouth. I love her. She's filthy mouth. <laughs> but <laughs> she is. She, um, I thought it was interesting because I felt that as I was writing her and there's this, there's a nun in the rehab who's actually rather wonderful they're not all we all know this but she says to her do you think your alcoholism is linked to becoming a mother so do you think there was some trigger for you and Sonia has to face that and she says actually her own experience of motherhood is obfuscated her mum died when she was very young and there was trauma there but she's kind of forgotten it and it's all blurred and nobody told her the truth so yes mother becoming a mother also triggered this kind of inability to cope, you know, even though she thought, oh, she glamorized it in her mind before. She thought, I'm going to be a beautiful mother. And she remembered her mother in terms of beautiful smells and smiles and kind of, you know, her mother. And she has this memory. I don't know if you remember, because I, I wrote it in a way that memory works, which is quite flitty and jittery. So she has a scene she remembers the scene where her mother kind of it's her birthday and her mother she's very young and her mother covers her in glitter and she's dressed up and she's dancing to ABBA and she's wearing a tutu and it's all really high um so she had that experience but she doesn't really remember her she remembers a feeling of spinning and being out of control around her mother and that's what she's now doing in her life and that's what she's doing to little Tommy her little boy um I think you were going to read a tiny little bit. Yes. Oh, yes. Sorry. Where is it? Okay. I'll just read a tiny bit from the beginning. Okay. 
because it's pretty self-explanatory. It's a moment of kind of mania and magic. There she is, lethal and irresistible, my high-kicking sidekick. And there goes that minx of a song, impossibly beautiful. And there is the sky so high and the light so bright and the sand warm velvet beneath the soles of my bare feet. And here comes the rush, an intense feeling of connection with all that is right and good in this world. My son's sticky hand in mine as he stares at the sky. My dog trotting alongside his black coat glinting in the sunlight. Don't look directly at the sun, sweetheart. It burns your eyes. But yeah, yeah, you do it too. I bend to kiss him on the forehead over and over as he laughs and pretend wrestles me away. We look like everyone else as we skip down Sandy Man Strand. Dogs and kids, a mark of normality. No man, but then that's not unusual these days. Tommy breaks free and he careens like a drunk. No, that won't do, push that one away. Runs unsteadily towards the surf, the frothy tongues of water that lick the sand. Go, Herbie, go, mind Tommy. The dog bounds after him and the two of them frolic at the water's edge and I feel wave after wave of delicious things, my body vibrating with them, fingertips electric, heat pulsing its way through me. So that's the upside and then the downside comes. Uh, Lainey, we have some questions in the chat room. Yeah, we have lots of comments and questions. So Kim McGee, this is a beautiful comment, says, I just started this and I found myself holding my breath from one page to the next. You start off with a bomb and it just keeps going. So they're really, yeah. Thank you. Um, and yeah, like Jennifer Wimber, our friend said, I'm very, I was exhausted in a good way by the end of the book. And you, I can't, I couldn't put it down. And I agree. You feel very exasperated with her. Like you feel mm. like her losses are yours. So, mm. and her wins. Um, Casey Davis said, often when chatting up books um, on a topic such as addiction, it can be kind of off-putting, especially if you're a librarian, um, giving the book to someone. So what kind of book pitch would you recommend to ease someone into the story that deals with such a heavy topic? I don't know, Virginia. <laughs> no, all I can say is there is humor and that that was important to me. And listen, it is funny sometimes because it, it's, 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 hypersaturated that world hyperbolic you know theatrical she's all the things so she's funny there's also magic in mania funnily and then there's also magic between her and her son so i think all of those things make it not unbearable <laughs> can we talk about the audiobook because for our librarians we have an advanced listener copy so our librarians can listen prior to publication and so that is available and you read it so what was it like uh recording that and and did you that's really funny Lainey because I was in with the producer the other day uh, recording an ad that um, the last time I was in with him was recording this book and he said my god Lisa you did not even breathe and I have had some criticism just to put up front that I went too fast I think um I was channeling the mania but I did need to breathe a little bit more I think for for but um it was it was lovely because I was an actress and I knew her intimately and you know I would have loved I'm going to put it out there I would have loved Jessie Buckley who's this extraordinary Irish actress um and I you know I think I I would have loved her to do it but I thought well in place of her I don't want an actress to over egg her I don't want anybody to play drunk uh, because that's not that's not the reality I want I want her to be intelligent articulate you know her the way her mind works is is very very fast and um so yeah I just thought I'll take it on myself it was exhausting <laughs> yeah I mean I didn't get that at all I mean I think that and 
I, I mean, she is someone who thinks so far ahead and she's trying to get these steps, but ironically, like she's being held there to help her, but she's kind of suspended, like she can't do anything and she's losing what she thinks is important. So mm. I think that that comes through perfectly. I don't think it was too fast at all because that you feel her. You know, she was learning to kind of understand because she'd had a few relationships before that where, you know, her boundaries were trampled on and so she's learning to understand her own, I guess, um, healthy behavior. And yet, and though she doesn't know yet how to be in a healthy relationship with another, she's learning to be in one with herself. And I think ultimately, I just have to say this, I think ultimately this book is about somebody learning to mother themselves before they can be a mother to another. That was kind of ultimately what I think it's about. Yeah. There are some books that you just envy somebody who gets to read them for the first time and for me this is one of them Thank one of those Virginia. books and lisa before we go i just don't want to log you off before is there anything else that you want to say or if you don't that's no. fine no it's just it was a real delight to meet you both and thank you i really enjoyed this and it was lovely to meet everybody out there even though i can't see you but thank you for coming and no. um, yeah thank I appreciate, you appreciate your support virginia and Rainy. thank you absolutely thank you Thank you for listening to the Library Love Fest podcast. For more information on this week's episode, go to librarylovefest.com. Enjoying the show? We would love to hear what you think. Find us on Facebook and Twitter at Library Love Fest and on Instagram at Harper Library. Be sure to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and share the show with a friend. Lastly, if you enjoy our show, we bet you'll enjoy all of the other podcasts from HarperCollins Publishers. Find a list of shows at harpercollins.com forward slash podcast. See you next week. Thank you.